This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there, Disaster Diva Nation! It is I, Jordan Cruciola, and I am with... It's me, Amanda Smith. And today is, uh, today's one of those very special days for me personally on the Disaster Girls podcast because we are talking about a movie starring my, you know, you could call her my root, you could call her the first, first love of my life, uh, the original movie star in the cinematic uh, experiences of Ron Cruciola, Angelina Jolie. (laughs) In the Cruciola expanded universe. In the Cruciola expanded universe of my infatuations, she is uh, a cut above any other. And uh, it is, we are, we will be putting this out about a week after her birthday. So fellow Gemini, just like me and Amanda, uh, a happy season to Angelina Jolie. And what movie are we talking about Angelina Jolie in, Amanda? We're talking about Those Who Wish Me Dead. You got it! You a, got it! A faster a learner than I, am about the, than I am about the Dean Cain volcano airplane movie. Airplane versus airplane volcano, versus volcano. Yes. <laughs> Not volcano versus airplanes. Not yeah. airplanes and volcanoes. Just, <laughs> just simple. <laughs> kept it, kept it simple. I'm never even going to try to get you to learn the Firefingers movie title. That uh, one's just not uh, even worth it. Worth it for at least it. I know Fire the words. Below. I was going to say, at least I know. I think all the words in the airplane volcano movie. Yeah. <laughs> that one, it's just Firefingers. It's Firefingers. <laughs> Honestly, in my own head, most of the time, it's Firefingers. If I well, ever need to reference it, it and I think it's most- your fault because you said Firefingers. You used the term Firefingers, and that was that's what stuck. Well, it's because Fire From Below is a, is much like Those Who Wish Me Dead is a title that underserves what's actually happening in that <laughs> film. Because it really, it, it's, it, it's, it's not, if it's Those Who Wish Me Dead and Angelina's are really mm-hmm. our main protagonist and she's the one on the, and she's the one on the, like the, the poster. Um, it's not really about people who wish her dead. She's no, no one's the only one who wishes her dead is the fire. Yeah, she's incidental to th- these, um, I don't know, the hitmen, I guess we could call them, wanting to kill this little boy because he was the son of a politician and that politician, not politician, accountant. Not poli- He's a forensic accountant, forensic accountant. A film in which forensic accounting seems unreasonably dangerous, yes. guys. Uh, 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 he, the it is sexy, never- glamorous life of a forensic accountant. I kind of love that this movie never explains no. the crime. We just have the the dad when he goes on the lamb with his son being like, I found something I wasn't supposed to find and I told the truth and now I'm in trouble. And it's like, okay, settle it. Great. I don't need to be belabored with a backstory. Not in a movie like this. Not in a movie like this. And so, but the those who wish me dead, she's she ends up in this story and she ends up like, the, the little boy becomes her charge. He's the one who, A, he's trying to survive, and B, he's trying to get the evidence his father gave him to, they keep insisting, like, can't go to law enforcement, gotta go to the news. I love yes. that the entire movie is like, we've just gotta get you in front of the news. I, and, yes, oh, in yes. terms of re- reality yeah. index, like, <laughs> in terms of reality index, I kept waiting for the tween child to be like, dad, what if we just do an Instagram live? What if we, what if we just did a TikTok right now? Like, yeah. 
what and like we posted it as many places as possible. They, yeah, it, that just, they that they never go that route. It's like, well, I don't have a following, but <clears throat> let's upload this somewhere, yeah. and then um like like okay, you're dying in this car. I'm gonna I'm gonna TikTok this out. Like this is happening. Like <laughs> like and subscribe. Follow me if you want to see what happens next. But like this is my dad. He's been shot. This is really happening. I need help. This is where I am. Somebody find me. Like you can bet those assassins weren't going to be on TikTok. So that actually probably would have been a pretty good plan. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the dad does at least take the phone from him earlier in the car, right? Because they can track the phone. That is fair. That that is. Yeah, they do he, address. He does, they do. Yeah. Technology. So the son doesn't doesn't technically have a phone. You're right. You're right. That being said, I do think that this could have. This is one of those movies that probably like a main problem could have been solved a lot earlier by the fact that technology exists now. Yeah. Um, and just if the son had early on, once he realized, just said, you know, Dad, let's do this. But I, you know, by at the point that he's in the woods, he no longer does have a phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, okay, <clears throat> at least you guys. But I agree. The ty- those who wish me, it, it should have been those who wish this kid that's with me dead. Yeah, like it because it 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 is. You're getting you're getting a false sense of what the story is when you see that because I yeah. thought it was gonna be people hunting Angelina, not like necessarily. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought aside. she was. I thought she was gonna be. I thought she was gonna be some sort of like. <clears throat> I, I, I thought it was going which. You know, I thought it was going to be more in line with that her role was going to be the protector that Ethan was set up to be. Um, yeah. John Barenthal yeah. was thought, set like, up to she be. She was going to run afoul of the law. And of course, yeah. like, she would never succumb. But, like, I, yeah. I come, this, this movie, it's been on my radar, of course, but um, it, it was especially, huh. That'll be interesting to watch when uh, the Jill Gutowitz, uh, internet funny person and uh, internet, internet lesbian, uh, posted that she was watching it and said that she's like, I, you know, this movie's so Republican. And I was like, that's a very funny thing to say. And I did not realize, I, I had forgotten until the very end, credits start rolling. Yeah. It's a Taylor Sheridan movie. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a Taylor Sheridan movie. This is a, it's like, it's the most DTV level thing that Taylor Sheridan has made yet. Like, I feel like since Hell or High Water, where he really... Like, bro, it was like, I think that was like Oscar nominated, right? For best original yes. screenplay. And he was like the yeah. host of the that town. Movie rules. <laughs> Producer Jason coming in. Um, uh, toast of the town. And very like, like, you know, working, working class story, working class sensibility. And then since that, it feels like each of his movies has become, each of his movies has been a less big deal. Like, yeah. Um, Wind River came after Hell or High Water. And that was, well, I shouldn't say broke out in Hell or High Water. That's a stupid thing to say because he made Sicario. <laughs> Sicario was a big deal and that was a hit and that came out in 2015. Hell or High Water became his prestige play. And then Wind River came out in 2017. And it was like, hmm, is this racist against indigenous people? And this like white savior movie with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. And so that one kind of like declined in attention. And now we find ourselves at um, Those Who Wish Me Dead, mm-hmm. which is it's it's playing in theaters but because hbo max made this deal without the permission of any filmmakers um (laughs) working with warner brothers it is part of the 2021 we're gonna put all of our shit day and date release onto hbo max and so it kind of this isn't about 
Taylor Sheridan, but it does kind of feel like, oh yeah. And then after Wind River, uh, Hell or High Water went straight to streaming, which like isn't technically true, like not in the not in the sense that like that statement would typically mean, but it still but it feels honestly. Right. But honestly, that this movie was probably aided by that <clears throat> because this movie had been just a direct to, to theater. Um, I I think that it's not hard to say that this would not have been a success. Right. And that like um, – uh, This probably is better served by the fact that like you and I could turn it on on our television. I never would have watched this movie otherwise. Yeah. This um, is a this is a catch this on TNT and be yeah. really entertained. I had a good time watching really this Really entertained? I enjoyed myself. And I okay. – well, and, and, and the Angelina Jolie of it will go so well, far yes. with me. It, I, God, I, I, Atlanta, I, I started watching, I soon, I was like, I miss you on screen. Yes. I miss you so much. Like, you kind of accept that she rarely is in front of the camera these days. She's obviously, like, she directs things. She, mm-hmm. she's a busy woman. Um, but she, she is kind of seated back from, from taking many in front of the camera roles. And I saw her and was like, oh my God, I, I want you in four movies a year. I miss you, Angelina Jolie. And I, just, I don't fucking care what your decisions are like. Yeah. Like, fine, just give me whatever you want. Like, whatever you want. I, I just no, want Angelina to Angelina need to be in good movies. That's the thing. No. She's so fucking And has compelling. never really been in, in determined to be in them. Well, I think she keeps trying to make good movies sure and it's i don't know that her picker is with angelia jolie with with personal choices and 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 with movie choices her picker isn't always there yeah um she's always had a fascinating curatorial instinct yeah because she is she is i think when she when she has the material i think she's one of the most evocative powerful yeah she's of the generation like she's an incredible from the first the first 10 minutes of this movie is more fun than I've had with an actress on screen in a very long time. Except Her, maybe Tia Carrere. Except maybe Tia Carrere. Yeah. But she's like, I mean, she's so fun. Oh. She's such a, a, like, her ability to play a person who is covering up their trauma yeah. with a fuck it attitude. Oh, God. Is unparalleled. She just, she oh, does, co- so she does. power there. She does cocky wounded better than almost anybody except for Harrison Ford, My I would say. Christ. Like, that's online. She, It's her and Harrison Ford. Like, put her in as reboot Star Wars with her as Han Solo, and I'm in. She because she also such, would work it. She has such range. She's so, she has yeah. such range. Like, you watch a movie, like, and then, like, By the Sea is what it is. It's a vanity project that her and Brad Pitt did. But, like, she is still captivating. And that movie is her sulking and smoking. For yeah. like two hours, and it's like God, I could, I can't stop watching you. Then watch, you know, obviously the Oscar-winning role for Girl Interrupted, and she is just she's a bomb going yeah, off she's over just, and over again for an entire movie. You, you it's the same thing in Gia. Then you watch a movie like The Changeling, where she's like a grief-stricken, tender mother character. Like she has such, she can do any type of thing. Even it's like make you believe that she is a red cup, like a solo cup chugging from. Uh, mm-hmm. daredevil, depressed, possibly suicidal ideating fire jumper in Wyoming. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But was, I was a hundred on her. Yep. She, you know, she had her serious bangs on. The bangs <laughs> yeah. that she, she had her the bangs she bangs. Gets, the bangs she wears whenever she wants to play a person who, you know, isn't Angelina Jolie. Yeah. It's like relatable bangs. Yeah. Yeah. 
she throws those on. She's like, oh, I'm going to be in salt. I'm going to be a serious assassin. Mm-hmm. You got to take me seriously. Bangs. I'm going to, she has her, seri- her, her serious bangs on and yeah. she was ready to go. And, uh, and yeah, again, it just, those, much like with last week's Rogue, those first few minutes where we're hanging out with her and her crew. Yeah. I was just like, I want to live in that world. I do. I don't know. And I think one of the things for me with I this movie I want to hang out with all is, these misogynists because I believe she's made them better men. They, she has made them better <laughs> men. I believe that. When, 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 they, when, they were, when they were harassing that girl's boyfriend, which it wasn't like, which impressively, it was mostly because they were just like, he's a douchebag. Yeah, he's, he's using a vape. I did. That, really? they, that was so brief that it was perfect. Yeah. It was like, they it didn't. It was perfect. We didn't need to didn't, see any more from that fire jumper character except yeah. to see him razzing his ex's new hipster boyfriend while he was vaping. That was like, okay, great. I have a feel for this world. And it yeah, was very it was, Taylor Sheridan now that I know the context. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of but also it was like a perfect it was also a perfect world for these for these characters. Yeah. And then when the other one runs in and is like she's doing it and they all were like god damn it. <laughs> and go running after her because Angelina Jolie has yet again decided to climb in the back of a pickup truck and be ejected and then parachute to safety. Yeah. Yeah, to pull her parachute in the back of a speeding truck and let it like whip her into the sky. Yeah. Um, she, and I was like, this is a world I want to spend more time in because they all seem like they have a great fucking time together. And I, I want to be in a world where, uh, I'm watching John Bernthal, Angelina Jolie mix it up. Oh my God. When I realized that they were not fucking, the level of disappointment I felt. I was, I almost checked out of the movie entirely. Like, God bless Allison, his wife who doesn't really have a name for almost the entirety of the film except for Babe. But it's cool. She's so, so goddamn cool. cool. Like, His yeah. wife is like seven months pregnant, ball busting woman, awesome as shit, survivalist. Survive, yeah, like they're they're they, they it's Wyoming. We're in the fo- forests of Wyoming, and they yeah. live. He's a sheriff in a whatever fucking tiny collection of twenty people makes a quote unquote town in Wyoming, and they live in the deep woods, and they know how to fucking survive, and so does she. Yeah. She can ride a horse pregnant. She can shoot a gun pregnant. She can use a fire. She can create like a fire gun out of bear mace. I think that was bear mace. It was bear mace. Yeah. yeah. It was, she's amazing. But I did, I like, I, what's impressive is that I was rooting. I was going to say. Yeah, she had to be awesome because otherwise it would have been just like, why the fuck? Are John yeah. Bernthal and Angelina Jolie not together in this movie? When he had what? her up against the cop car and handcuffed, I, I was just like, mean. "Wow, this is the, um, this is that's potent. that's the that's that's like that was like an early reality index breach because there was like no yeah. goddamn way." And then you meet his awesome wife, and you're like, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with this," but it's still like, "Why did you do that earlier? <laughs> Why did you do that earlier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, man." <laughs> There were so many things about this movie where I was like, in the first, the first thirty minutes of this movie are kind of a mess. Yeah, like, they, from they the are. Screenwriting, it's it's Don't just a mess. Don't we open in Florida? We open no, we in open, Florida. We open the cold open of her flashback and crying, yeah. and then we jump to Florida. Then and we jump for Florida for like ten minutes. We leave Angelina Jolie, which yeah, is we not just, a thing you should ever do with your. We movie. get her whole. We get her whole traumatized incident in a nightmare she has where she was leading a team behind the fire line and she was given bad data by HQ and the winds were changing. They ended up trapped behind the fire line. One of her, I'm going to say 
fucking stupid um subordinates d- it un- un- breaks protocol everybody else and he's like fuck it i'm not gonna die here runs it into the fire like girl that one's not your fault he leo yeah. took off and then just sees over a ridge tragically like two or maybe three like adolescent boys like help help i mean and they're they look so they seem so far in the perspective like there's truly no way these people yeah. these kids could have been saved and so she basically just watches from a distance as they're swallowed up by fire and so she has been completely fucked up since that was last year during the fire season she's been completely fucked up since then but we see that nightmare she wakes up in a start and is like upset and crying and then boom jacksonville yeah and then we go to and then we go to um aiden gillum and uh nicholas boys. holt nicholas holt what thank a you pair oh my god it what that was so weird it was Aiden so Gillen weird. made total sense in a movie like this. Uh, Nicholas Holt can do whatever he wants, but it was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how this one happened. Look at that Nicholas, Nicholas Holt right Holt, there. When did you agree to film this relative to your career? <laughs> An interesting I, question about Nicholas Holt. But also a very like, talented actor. But Nicholas Holt is also perfect as a sort of all he knows how to do is kill people. I like seeing Nicholas act- Holt be a shitty guy. He's and he's so. He's so sweet when he's when he gets to be sweet. And I enjoy yeah. that too. I I really am impressed by Nicholas Holt's ability to be like sociopath Tony from Skins, yeah. um, a, like a killer in a movie like this, but then also be like tender eye, you know, tender hearted, blue eyed boy who you just like, you know, dorky professor in love with Mystique in the X Men. He's he he can do a lot. He can do a lot. And so one of the things I that I had this goes back to. Oh God! It was like the zombies in love movie oh, yeah, that he yeah. did. That movie, um, oh, cold, warm, warm, warm bodies, body, which is a, yeah, a, one of my favorite zombie movies. I think it's, it's a, a goddamn delight. It's a charming, delight. a charming fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but I remember as I watched it, one of the things that was like so stunning to me, and what made his role is he doesn't blink. He doesn't blink. I think in the entire movie. You know why would a zombie blink? Exactly. Wow. So I and I started once I started noticing, I started looking that for is him. a I tiny didn't amazing commitment right there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't see that he doesn't – if he blinks, it almost never happens. But that's also Nicholas Holt's eyes is the thing. And yeah. so as I was watching this, I was like, Nicholas uh-huh. Holt just doesn't blink. <laughs> like I watched this movie too and he blinks, but it feels like it happens so rarely that there's something very off-putting Those about, blue his eyes sta- are about his stare. At, yeah. yeah, so that – Translate so so when he's so like in the because I was I, I got about halfway through it and I was like what the fuck is up with Nicholas why is he is he doing the blinking thing again <laughs> and yeah I think he just the blinks really real. not blinking move by it's Nicholas it's a really Holt. good acting move to play a sociopath like holy yeah, shit no, great it's job a good subtle choice it's very off putting um so he was doing that again where I was like I feel like he's just not blinking very much and uh, that really God it fucking I mean I feel like that really heightens the reality index for you. I loved I Aiden was a weird is a weird choice in the sense that when you watch him he to me is one of those actors who I can't see as anything but an actor. Sure. Like there's something about him that I'm just like mm, nope nope he he's not a serial he's not a, a hitman. He is pay he's being paid to pretend to be a hitman. <laughs> and I because he's so good at his shitty guy roles. Yeah. I just I would have a hard time accepting as anything other than a bad guy. So when I see him as a bad guy I'm like, "Oh yeah, that fucking guy." Like hum- yeah, no, human he's, spoiler. He's a bad- Human spoiler yeah. that guy. Like, of course you're I'm I'm on I'm I see you, shitty guy. And I'm like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, no, no question that he's a shitty guy, but I was the whole time I was just like, he's just like if I met him in real life, I'd never trust anything he says. No. But I also just there was something about it that he as I 
Nick, it was just a weird pairing. In it the is sense an that odd the whole pairing. time. I was like, oh, Aiden and Nicholas must be really mad at Angelina. I <laughs> like, they're 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 given what I would have liked. Um, what I would have liked is more more chemistry time from them because yeah. we don't like you should get a sense more of a sense of your bad guy buddy relationship. Yeah, because like you want to you want to really know why you hate your villains and like Nicholas Holt's character is both vicious and at times seems reticent to be maximally vicious. Like, yes, they're they're, they're when he tells the kid to turn around because he's want to shoot him in the face at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to he's going to fully just like stab him in the back. I think it's a I knife. I was wondering. So yeah, he, I was wondering he, if he was going to or he was going to slit his throat. Yeah. Maybe. So he's yeah. Like and that but that like, you're right. Like I, I noticed that I was like, wow, you can't look him in the eye. Like you were holding a hot fire iron, like a fire yeah. poker in the eye of a, of a massively pregnant woman earlier. And you're like, hey, kid, can you turn around? I would have liked more either like more reluctance or more like pure glee. Yeah. of sociopathy with his character as opposed to like business yeah. because Aiden Aiden Gillen's always gonna he's always gonna kind of like seethe a little bit and that works so I yeah. wanted I wanted there to be more relate one like one more scene in a car maybe from our yeah. assassins for me to like really see their working dynamic together yeah, if you're going to have two basically Terminator characters, which yeah. is what they were, yeah. they were, I mean, they were the, ter- like, they both get set on fire with they bear get mace. set on fire. They both Becker get set Aiden on gets fire. gets hit by a fucking truck. Yeah, like, it gets hit by a truck against another truck. Yeah, that was, that was a great, that was the signature to a, a Taylor Sheridan movie. The the violence is good. Like, violence yeah. is very starkly presented in a Sheridan movie. And, um... Like you get like there's a, a headshot like gunshot uh, that where it's just it feels like, wow, I feel like I'm watching real violence right now. And like when that honestly at the start, when we meet our, our bad guys, they're going into like I think it's like the Florida attorney general's house. They're like, oh, ma'am, you have a gas leak here. They walk out like moments later and the house blows up that house. Exp- did they really blow up a fucking house? I was like, that's real that's a real house blowing like the way yeah, the they- whole fucking front just exploded off it was like i kind of can't think of because normally when you see movie explosion it's boom like big cloud yeah. of fire this movie was that explosion was not about a cloud of fire it was about exploding a house to pieces and i thought that looked fucking awesome it looked i have so to assume real. that they just had aiden and nicholas just fully blow up a house fully blow up a house yeah they taught them yeah. they taught them you know how to work with ordinances um and so yeah we we meet them killing people we meet our fire jumpers uh like toasting to the graduates of a, of a new fire jumping class that's about to come in like heckling them and i love like i like the, again the taylor shared is so aggressive after knowing that i was like oh yeah that's why we we have this why we make angelina julie this character that like you know she's hard as shit because she says fuck a lot and mm-hmm. like she, they I, the the only bits of that i really didn't like of how they made her character just like you know, woman of the land, Wyoming strong, like the way the talking about sex yeah, was just kind of like a week. It, it's not because I didn't believe I don't think Angelina Jolie could like play that character, but it was like, we get it. She's the care. She's the chick who can hang. It was just like laid on so thick from Sheridan that it was yeah. like, this is how I'm going to let you know this woman can like fuck all night and fight fires all day is like she talks about sex like dudes do and it was like 
okay, Taylor. Like, yeah. we we get it. Like these she's guys like her. She's not just a regular girl. Yeah, she's a cool chick because she because she can have be propositioned by one of her other fire jumper exactly. colleagues and she can shoot him down. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. and they, they yeah, yeah they like all all these all these dudes. Like she's the hottest woman in the world and also kind of has a dick and they're into it. Like it's very. It was just like. Oh, Taylor, we we didn't need you to do that to believe that like she's in control of her shit here. To the like, and it and it carries this through to yeah. like a in a scene in the woods when she's she's she once she's united with the boy and it's kind of like you oh can my trust god me. the fire scene the fire scene they're building a oh. fire at night in the woods and she's like you know now keep in mind well like let's just set up what this child has been through <laughs> before we get to they're setting up a fire in the woods. <laughs> They're setting up a fire yeah. in the woods because this child has fled his home yeah. with his father, yeah. then watched his father be brutally murdered yeah. in front of him after being – first plunged off the side of a road. Yeah. No, first shot, then plunged then, off yeah. the side Car of a road. shot at, plunged off the side of the road. Father is injured, tells him to run, run, hide under a tree. No matter what you see, don't come out. Yes. The child has to silently watch as his father is brutally murdered with like – Thousands of rounds of shot. Well, of, and of he and AK. he dri- he continues driving the car, and it careens further down a cliff, and it just fucking destroys the car. And his dad's definitely like, if he wasn't dead already, he's just been crushed to death inside of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And this, so this is what this boy has seen. Has seen, and then he wanders through the woods, having been told by his father just get to a town and then find the news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find the news, kiddo. Find the news. Comes across Angelina Jolie. Gets tackled to the ground by her. I love clearly traumatized. Is, I love that interaction. That interaction between them. was because she she um is like picking like rope splinters out of her hands in a river, and she like sees like a little kid in a clearing in the middle of the forest. It's like, hey, you like stop. She starts he starts running, so of course she starts chasing him. She catches up to him, tackles him down once. He kind of like fuck you, gets away, starts running again. She's like, all right, enough of this shit, and just kicks his feet out from under him from behind, and he just eats shit on the ground. It was like, okay, that was a good move. It was great. And then when she's like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. You're on your own. Yeah. Like, I love that she doesn't convince him, like, on top of him, be like, I'm your friend. Like, no, none of that. I like like how not maternal. Fine. Like, because, like, these very heterosexual movies often, like, maternity is kind of the end all be all. And, like, yes, we must protect the children. But, like, organizing virtue and goodness around motherhood is is very much what we see in these kinds of movies. And she does take a shot. Like, she does take to him. They bond. They connect. And it is sincere. But she never gets exceptionally more maternal like she calls him buddy in a way that's almost kind of like sterile she's like well buddy let's go and it's almost like because i don't i'm not gonna call you kiddo i'm not gonna call you sweetie like well buddy and then like there's a moment where he leans into her just like he wilts crying after a desperate moment and just falls into her like you know she's like she's mom and she just looks freaked out and she doesn't like melt into a hug and embrace him she just kind of does the thing of like dry pats on the bed like let it, and she just said, let it out, buddy. Let it out. It's like, I, I'm yeah. glad you didn't make her like suddenly. She, she treats him maternal. like a coworker. Yeah. A co-worker. The whole time. And I really liked that. Well, she yeah. really appreciates like a coworker. She sees a lot of potential in. She uh, basically, it's like she's, she's now been stuck with this intern essentially. <laughs> and she really takes a liking to the intern, but she still is like, you're an intern, buddy. Like, you're not well, ready this for jumps- any of this. You're going to. This jumps clear to the end, but as you have brought up on this, but like one of the disaster, one of the great yeah. disaster movie tropes is that once the, the uh like feral the, the child orphan family child. is dead, yeah. you keep them because you have you yeah. are the disaster movie here. You keep the child, and you suddenly have a child. 
And this movie, like, he's really, like, we get to that moment where he's like, what's going to happen to me? Like, not, she's like, well, you're going to do the interview. He's like, no, like, tomorrow and next week and next month. Like, what is going to happen to me? Because his mom's dead, too. Cancer. And she's like, and you're waiting. In that moment, these movies have you trained to be like, oh, here it goes. She's going to be like, well, do you want to come live with me? And she just goes, I don't know. But we're yeah, going to figure well, it out together because you're, you're my intern and I really like you. I'm going to give you a great letter of recommendation for a new parent. For a new family because it's it ain't me, kid. It yeah. ain't me. I like you a lot and we'll keep in touch. But like um, it's not me. And so <laughs> I yeah. this this brings us to this brings us to the, the fire right, in the so, woods. So going back to the fire. Oh, and then he's also watched the only person he trusts, Angelina Jolie, be electrocuted or almost get struck by lightning. No, but the, so, a, a great reveal about that is because they're they're running through this. Right. They factor in lightning really nicely into this movie. And because it has a budget, like it looks like, ooh, cool. They they're in this clearing, they go running. I presume this is actual logic. Of, I tried to Google it and couldn't find it. Uh, yeah, anything. it's so specific. I was like, this must be from some park ranger. They're in a clearing. She's like, what you're going to do is you're going to run. And when I tell you to drop, you're going to drop. And then I'm going to run ahead of you. And then I'm going to drop and you're going to pass me. Like, so they're alternating running through this clearing. And I don't know if maybe like two bodies together is is, is more of a conductor of, of like more of a draw for lightning. I don't know. But they're like trying to get through this clearing and these lightning bolts are just like jumping all around them. And she, it looks like she gets hit and it like, it kind of explodes her forward and she like gets knocked out a bit. And he's really scared because he thought she was dead. And he's like, it got you good. She's like, it didn't get me. It didn't get me. Well, then we're in the fire tower later and she lifts up her shirt in the back and over her bra strap, she has this wound. And then she, she takes off her shirt to change and it shows this pattern of injury that I looked up is and, it a lightning strike? Yeah, it's called yeah. like Lichtenberg marks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is from. And I was like googling lightning strike injuries. So they yeah. did. She did actually take a hit in the sh- and lied to him. It was like I didn't get hit. I didn't get hit. It was close, but it didn't get me. So she lied to him to make him feel better. But yeah. she did fucking get hit by lightning. He was right, and he was like, "Oh my god, you're dead now too." And so it looks very cool. She has these like it looks like fern leaf patterns around her shoulder and upper body because apparently. If you are struck by lightning, what can happen is it causes blood vessels in your body to burst. Mm-hmm. And so these patterns of in like these patterned markings appear on your skin in the in the um, displaying the image of your blood vessels underneath your skin. And it sounds like they go away pretty easily. They may clear up even in a few days, but they create these really fascinating fern pattern looking outline like red swollen lines of your blood vessel structure running through your body. It's really neat looking and scary. Fucking horrifying. Yeah, fucking horrifying. So anyway, so that's what that child has been through at the point where they are then sitting in the woods making a fire. Yep. And (laughs) so she's like, you know, a year from now, you're going to be out somewhere with some saucy blonde. Saucy blonde. There has never been a saucy blonde teenager in their life. And also, I'm sorry. Like, was this 19... 40 like what do yeah like i'm i don't like this i'm sorry this character wouldn't say saucy blonde no like even if she she might say like she might be she might even be like you'll be out here with some piece of patch like some like very coarse kind of like but she's gonna say shit my dad's gonna say she's not gonna say shit my fucking great grandfather (laughs) who i've never met is gonna say so she's like you know he might he might talk about you know getting some strange but he's not Mm -hmm. gonna say you're gonna be out here with some saucy blonde in the woods and she's you know 
she has like you know a campfire's like catnip to a teenage girl it was like this is so per- like performatively misogynist it is stupid it, it is so stupid. weird stupid and then she's like then like she makes the fire like because obviously she knows how to fucking survive in the woods she makes a fire whoo it pops up and then she's like and then you'll be swapping spit and it i cannot it i just got nauseous saying that just now everything yeah. she says is like who's fucking drunk uncle are you right now like your character wouldn't say this you're saying these lines as much as a person could say these lines your character wouldn't say these things no this is ridiculous this is ridiculous yeah no it was patently absurd the whole that whole and again unnecessary in a year, I'm really hoping that child is not in the woods with a teenager, with a teenage girl. I hope he's in therapy. Yeah, no shit. Like, let's be real here. This kid, that was, I, I, like, fine. She was trying to to make his life seem normal again right, one yeah. day. But, I mean, who are we kidding Yeah, here? like, the yeah. whole time she's saying that, I was like, that is not a fantasy that is anywhere near his mind at this point. No, like H, you might be running from your problems, but he needs to deal with his head on right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't this this fan like again. What's wild about that fantasy? She, she knows that point that his dad's dead. It's not like he's going to be back at home at the high school that he goes to. <laughs> yeah, he has no home. And he, and he has no home he anymore. No, he doesn't want to go back what? to fucking Florida. When they're driving down the road through the yeah. forest, he's like, I like it out here, Dad. Like, I like the space of it, which is a very, when like, When he has his, like, weird home. moment with the fucking horse, which I immediately thought of yeah. you and, I immediately thought of you and Sam and just mentally start doing the make it rain. Yeah, the make it rain, just the killing time and making yeah. it rain making it rain because like the kid goes and decides to go pet a horse yeah it doesn't off the road while he knows he's on the run with his dad from trained killers at that point yeah i was like well that seems no it's always okay dad it's friendly like that's not the issue son (laughs) the issue is not the point we're we're dealing with a a a compact time frame before i take one to the head yeah (laughs) i i also i do have to say like it's like i think this is a reality index point it just always makes me laugh that like when we when we go to florida in the movie and we get these like establishing shots of like florida it's just you know that overhead shot yeah i know it's real but it i am just blown away any time there i'm given any kind of establishing shot in because i'm like this is there's there's no topographical change. There's no fucking nothing. It's just like, it's just flat in every direction as far as the eye can see. And it coming from the West Coast, anytime I'm, I become very aware that I'm in a place where suddenly there is no change in elevation anywhere, it's, it's, it's disorienting. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just infinity the same in every single, and like around me my entire life, I have had like changes in the surface of the land to sort of like mark the direction that I look. And then I see established. And I remember being in Texas being like, wow, the sky really is bigger here because there's nothing obstructing your view. I remember when I worked at Wired, there was an intern from Nebraska who said that the highest point of elevation, I think in maybe the whole state, is mm-hmm. like the stadium at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And I was like, yeah, that is that is weird to me. That is upsetting. Like, it's not weird as in like, that's not strange. It's a lot of places, but no, it's, it's upsetting it's to unsettling. me. It's unsettling. Yeah. It's upsetting to me internally. So when we see like this flat expanse of Florida, I'm like, oh, that's a place I don't want to be. Yeah. I already know I don't want to be there. Even if I knew nothing else about Florida, which we all know a little too much about Florida, <laughs> as far as like the popular imagination goes, even if I knew nothing else seeing that, I'd be like, no, that's nowhere I can be. 
So of course that kid wants to get out of Florida. He sees fucking mountains and he's like, I like it here. And it's really green and expansive and the air is clean and there's no other people from Florida there. And that's all very (laughs) compelling. Florida's not around him and it's not humid. And yeah, so when he's like, oh, this is better. I was like, yeah, I fully believe that this kid wants to get out of the fucking panhandle. Yeah. So that's believable. A little bit of geology fun for you that when you have really flat land like that, it's generally speaking, it's a former seafloor like which is Florida. Really? It's yeah, Florida is ba- it's you know basically all flat mm. because of a lot. It's it should all be at sea. It's all at sea level because the sea floor was there once. So it's gonna get taken by the ocean again. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. already getting taken. Yeah, it's by like the ocean. already happening, yeah. right? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Oh yes. Oh oh my yes. <laughs> oh my yes. <laughs> so yeah, Florida limited time only engagement as a, as an entity um, will be taken back by the earth. Um, yeah. But yeah, we. We get our, we have our people in place, we have our characters in place, and we, Angelina has been consigned to a fire tower to keep watch. And I was like, I was looking at it thinking like my, my urbanista brain was like, man, you could make, you could, you could fetch a pretty penny for that on Airbnb. I was just, yeah, that is, that is a glamping experience. The only downside is that there's no running water and there is no toilet. Yes. But otherwise, you're in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in a, a 30-foot-tall tower just looking out over the expanse of nature. Oh, like, m- minimum. That might be, like, yeah. a 90-foot-tall tower. Those Which, ladders were long. Those were long ladders. But also, like, really, you guys are going to put the girl who didn't pass the psyche valve in a tower isolated? That was your solution, <laughs> I- guys? Yeah, and then she was gets like taken this. off active duty because of the psych evaluation, which we get in a nice little backstory on a phone call with her and somebody yeah. else, where they're like, them giving you a psyche eval three days after the event where they lost like those kids was criminal. They needed the forest, forest nervous needed someone to blame that wasn't themselves. And so she kind of like took the fall for it and then, you know, obviously failed her psych evaluation. So yeah, let's go shove her in isolation yeah. in the middle of a mountain, in the middle of a forest. That should... That's probably safe. Like, we probably don't incur any liability for that. Yeah. Nothing to do but have her just be alone with her thoughts, having been told to stay off of the frequency unless it's an emergency. Yes. Sounds great, Bob. Yeah. Gonna work out real well. And, and and like, her having already in the movie made her, you know, funny, not funny, joke to John Bernthal's character of, like, him being out, like, you know, this is, like, this is why you're out on fire, like, why you're out in the fire tower. She's like, yeah, maybe I'll jump. It's like, okay, that's where your character's at. So, yeah, definitely go send her out there solo. Um, and you know, she's, she's keeping an eye. She's looking for fires in the distance. Um, but she, there's a, a, a lightning storm kind of passes over the fire tower. She has to jump for her life. There's like an evac rope in case like it takes too long to get down the ladder. She jumps down the rope. Rope isn't long enough and drops her at like 20 feet. Yeah. 15, 20 feet from the surface. And she just goes, Flat on her back. And I felt the air leave my body when she hit the ground. That was rough. It was brutal looking. Which is what, like, she goes, like, kind of on a meander. She goes down to, like, the nearby river where she's picking, again, the rope splinters out of her hands. She finds the kid. And she takes him back to the tower. Like, let's get you, you like, use some food. Like, let's talk about this. And that's where they kind of, like, do the trust establishing thing. And he explains to her what's going on. And she's like, okay, we're going to, like, we're going to handle this. All this, meanwhile, the killers are in pursuit. So it becomes, you know, them chasing through the expanse of fucking billions of acres of woods in Wyoming, finding this one kid, real needle in a haystack situation. And at a certain point, those lightning strikes we referenced earlier, they're not the cause. This is not a fire of natural causes. And I, in fact, kind of forget why our assassins start the fire. 
So their explanation is that, and it's a real, it's a real circuitous route. And we gotta also <laughs> double, and we'll we'll double back on on the assassins and their boss in a second. But yeah. So okay, they have tried and failed to. They tried to kill the dad. Sort of failed. Wound up in a situation where there is now glass on the road. A they've broken, left a fucking mess of a crime left scene a mess. behind. There's, there is a, a guardrail, that a broken guardrail, a shot out car. A woman's and then dead a woman on the side of the road. And drives by and pulls over and is like, is everything okay? And then they sh- headshot her. Yep. Um, and then they just leave her car there. And basically, Nicholas Holt is like, so this is messy and people are going to start looking for us. And Aiden's like, not if there's not a bigger thing to worry about. Right. And instead he right. throws – and so they start fires using, you know, flares, yeah. which seems, again, like a very messy plan when all you have to do is start a fire using a lighter. Yeah, versus let's leave forensic leaving- evidence behind yeah. of these half dozen flares yeah. we threw into the brush. What the f- – okay. That, that's, that was my biggest issue was like, well, this is very dramatic – yeah. Um, and I appreciate your flair for the drama, Aiden, but like not probably the best way to subtly start a fire. No. To you then- also didn't need to like you didn't need to throw six you could have opened one flare and just yeah. start lighting shit on fire around you mm-hmm. and then like stamp that shit out and then like throw it in the back of this utility rig we have and keep driving. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of ways they could have gotten around this without just creating more problems for themselves. But it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter because they both wind up dead. So it's yeah. okay. But Jordan, I want to talk about what to me was the biggest point of unbelievability of this whole film. Is this their boss? Yeah. <laughs> Which really, an, an actor, actor, an actor, filmmaker, producer who shows up in the most surprising support capacities. The I when he appeared, and I had a brief moment as I sort of saw him in the distance mm-hmm. and went. Is that Tyler Perry? That is Tyler Perry. Huge. What a big man. Big man. Huge man. Yeah. Giant man. Next to Aiden. A little wisp of a human. Yeah, it was not that A little, big. like, basically descendant of the fey folk. Yeah. Aiden Gillum. <laughs> Standing next to solid fucking dude, Tyler Perry. Yeah. Who is he? Is he crooked law enforcement? He is their boss. Yeah. So he is just in charge. But in my head, he is Tyler Perry. Like, well, Sure. Like, the only way to watch that scene and have it work for me was to be like, he's not playing a character. This is what Tyler does as, like, for fun. Sure, yeah. Is that he's the, he's actually secretly the head of this international crime syndicate because, like, he's wearing Tyler Perry glasses. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tyler he's wearing, Perry always know, looks like Tyler Perry. Yeah, like, there was nothing about. He has very specific lining up of his, like, Tyler Perry facial hair. He yeah. always looks like Tyler Perry. In the same, so Angelina went, uh, was like, I'm not going to be Angelina Jolie. I'm going to be Hannah because I'll have serious bangs. Serious bangs. Tyler Perry was like, I'm going to do your movie, but mm-hmm. I'm showing up for 15 minutes and I'm not changing out of anything. Well, I'm going to stand in one spot. Yeah. I'm you're getting, you're getting, spot. we're doing, we're not doing any coverage. Get all no. the cameras you need. I'm doing one take and then I'm going back to living my life and like eating crab legs at Boa on Sunset. Yeah. And running that my was, running my Atlanta film empire. Um, yes, that that I I'm richer than everybody making this movie. He, I, I it really feels like he happened to be at that at that private or at that gas station <laughs> yeah. at that time. Like he has a home nearby. Yeah, and he was like Taylor, good to see you. And they were like, Oh, are you free? Yeah, just like for an afternoon. We need like two hours. Here's a couple. Can you just get these lines down That's and then it. yeah, just show up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not just like. 
Tyler, he was good. He was imposing. He was intimidating. Like, I really felt like Aiden was scared of him. Yeah. But it was just very hard not to look at him and be like, that's Tyler fucking Perry. Yeah. What is happening? The cast of this movie is strange. The cast of this it movie is such a weird, it is such an interesting assemblage. Yeah. I would like, I would love, like, are these, I, 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 are, I don't think Angelina Jolie doesn't audition. Um, like, who, like, who, got sent this and was like, we want you and yes, versus who like sent in a tape yeah. or something. Because it's like, what was, I, I like more than anything, the question I want to ask of Taylor Sheridan about this movie is like, so how'd you come to these conclusions? Like, <laughs> like Angelina, yeah, like I, you, you anchor yeah. your movie on Angelina Jolie. Yes, un- understood, check. This is a perfect John Bernthal role. I, I say that as somebody who is like, where is John Bernthal's like prestige drama for him to yeah. leave? This man is fucking good he is so talented he is so he is one of the most gorgeous human beings on this earth so fucking beautiful when you're like all the parts shouldn't it's like a mr potato head where the parts shouldn't all work together and you look and you're like it shouldn't make the sense that it does but it's unbelievable it's oh my god i'm still i mean my dream role that i've expressed many times for john berthal is in which he plays assassin boyfriends with frank grillo and it's a very r-rated movie for many reasons that's oh, my idea yeah i role. would um, love that for every, all of us i want i want i i just want this man to get like the mr and mr smith with frank grillo and john oh burns my god look at that look at that i that's, mean do mr and miss do mrs and mrs smith and give me angelina with someone or give me mr and mrs again and just put john bernthal in that angelina role. and tia oh god so yes, the, uh, John. This is a perfect John Bernthal spoiling role. I totally get that, but like the assemblage of people around it, it's like yeah, everyone here is doing a good job. It's just kind of funny that you're all here. It's just weird. It's like it, it's it's like a Cards Against Humanity of casting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. That. And you know, props to the kid. He does. I. There were a few moments where I was like, oh, you're going to become the shitty disaster child, and he actually never does. No, nope, they do a good job. His, because, like, it, it, being a shitty disaster child is not about being too upset. You're in the most harrowing possible situation. You get to be upset. But, like, there becomes a sort of, like, naivete or just, like, yeah. bratty demandingness about disaster movie children. And he – there was a moment where he's, like, the fire has started and they're walking through the their, – their plan is, like, get to the – once Angelina learns what's going on, they're up in the fire tower. She's, like – pack you know all right pack up your stuff like we're going he's like oh we're going she's like yeah we're going right now like she understands the gravity of the situation that is never going to be explained to us but we know it's a big deal and we're there that means they're walking through the forest at night and we trust fire jumper angelina jolie she's going to get us anywhere at any hour and know this place like the back of her hand but they come up on a fucking wall of flame in the distance and she stops and she's like we got to go back and he's like no we've got to go we've got to go she goes that no one gets through that. That eats everything in its path. We are turning around right now. And I was, I seriously thought he was going to like throw a little tantrum and yeah. be like, no, I'm going to go. My dad's dead. But it was like, she just like does the mom voice. She's like, right now. And he turns around and he marches off with her. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And then we get the great, we get the, what I thought was the great little moment in the tower where um, she like is going to change her clothes because she's a mess. And she grabs a new shirt and she's like, turn around. And he's like, what? I don't care. It's like, shut up, kid. She's like, what? I don't care. And she goes, I think we've shared enough for today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was an excellent line. And that's where we see, like, she takes off her shirt and she's got, like, the the cool, like, lightning bolt wound on her and she changes her shirt. We also, the only part I like about that scene at the um, fire, I hope this is what you're talking about. Point of unbelievability. Point of unbelievability? Yeah, are, are you what? also on the same? Yes. What the oh, fuck? No, I was gonna go. I, I go. I was gonna do a, a, just a, a line that I liked. But what's the unbelievable? Oh, okay. No, no. You do your line first. 
I was just say around the campfire, there's that horrible saucy blonde thing. Yeah. But then there's like he she's explaining like what happened with the fire and why she's like because she said something. I don't remember what she says, like how she felt was and he's like, oh, I thought you were just sad. And it's like, <laughs> wow, skewered. And she's like, oh, OK. Like she, her whole facades come down. She's like, well, I thought I was hiding it better than that. And yeah. he's like. You know, he identifies that she is sad because he's got a lot of sadness. And, he, ta- you know, we know at this point that he's watched his father die. She explains what's happened to him. And he goes, yeah, I watched my mom die of cancer. And she just goes, it's really hard to feel bad about myself when I'm talking to you. So it's just like yeah, <laughs> real good perspective. But like, ah, oh, fuck, he's right. Like, yeah, yeah, what happened to me was shitty. But like, here's a probably 12 year old who's watched both of his parents die in horrifying ways. I'm like, OK, I kind of do need to step up right now and sort of compartmentalize my stuff because I'm the adult and I need to pull us through. But yeah. what what were you going to no, say? No, I really I really appreciated that as well. It made me, you know, if it, the one thing from from Rogue last week where I the one thing that bumped that we never talked about was when Ange, when Angelina when Megan Fox <laughs> is sitting with um one of the girls and mm. she's like and the girl's like my parents sent me here for and she's like wow, you must have been lucky that your parents cared that much. My parents sent me to military school. And in my head at the time I was like Megan, she got sent to Africa by her parents, then abducted. Do we want to say lucky? Yeah. <laughs> and like, do we want to use that? So I appreciated on this end that that Angelina was not like that. It just immediately she was like, "Nope, you're right. You know what? No more self pity for me." Well, yeah, my life's like, pretty good comparatively. It's not like the like the the the, ter- the territory governor's daughter who was there. Yeah. Like the the territory it seemed like of that. I don't know where her parents lived or like if they lived like in continent. But like that girl who she was talking to, she wasn't the main kidnappee. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, my parents sent me to boarding school. They live in the fucking UK and they sent me to boarding school at like the Horn of Africa. Like. I don't yeah. really feel loved. <laughs> like, no, I don't really feel super loved by them for that. Like, yes, military school definitely sucks, but your read on that is weird, Megan. Fox. It was a weird. It was a weird. It was the, one of the few Samantha. times that movie where I was like, Samantha, yeah. let's not. <laughs> Come on, Samantha. I guess like really conveying, really, really uh, showing us why it's why Samantha doesn't have many intimate connections in her yeah. life because she doesn't super understand love that well. Because Sam walks in and can't read a fucking room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam's um, not quite sure what attention is love and what attention is uh, emotional neglect. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yes. no, I agree. That Angelina moment was it was a good moment where where Hannah was just like, nope, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were and those were the strongest moments of the movie for me, where we yeah. got to see like that's where the character came through. It's not. Yeah. It's. It's not in her saying shit like saucy blonde and like, I don't know, talking about threesomes with her coworkers. It was those like dry kind of like no bullshit moments where like, yeah, yeah, you didn't have to have her like do this ritual of like chick who can hang. You just have to have her do shit like that, which is what a real person would do and say. So in Carhartts, of course. Yeah. Just the fact that they kept they kept going back to the, the idea that she is just super dry yeah. And yeah, like that and a little bit emotionless. And I was like, that's that's the character there. Yeah. It's not it's not cool chick who can cornhole. Yeah, like that. Like, I don't do any no. I don't play it. I don't do anything that involves the word corn and hole. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, although it was bad at like when she throws it and just gets it in one, and of I was course. like, that's a good that, that, she could have done that without a, a line. Could have yeah, done exactly. that without a line. Just if she had just held up her hand, caught the bean bag, and then chucked it, that would have been, I think, more effective than a lot of the a lot of the I'm a cool chick thing that was going 
And that's the thing, like, especially since her character is the in charge one among the, like, she's clearly like the alpha among these, all these fire jumper hard ass dudes. She's the one in charge. They super respect her. That character isn't going to use too many words where fewer Mm -hmm. would suffice. Yes. That character is not going to talk about being Hemingway. That character's not going to talk about hot shit. That character's going to be hot shit. Like, so these, these, well, I don't, you know, fuck anything with this, that, or the other, or like, I don't do this, that anymore. It's like, you know, saucy blonde. It's like, mm, no, this character's actually too cool for that. Yeah. That is what her subordinate coworker dudes would say to her. And she'd be like, okay. Like, she does, she's not going to judge them for it because she is like a country chick, but she's not going to like say things like that. Like, no, no, no. No, no, I knew, I know these people. I grew up with these people. These people went to my high school and now work at the local tavern, The Wild Hair. Like, I want a guy in my graduating class, his nickname was Dirt, and he's a rodeo clown now. Hell yes. So, like, I, yeah, when I say, like, I know these people, I mean yeah. it. <laughs> like, belt buckles, couple Confederate flags on the trucks in the parking lot, despite we are from Canby, Oregon, 22 miles south of Portland. Like, it, it, it like, shit kickers, like, one of the most popular boy, like, families in my school were the Morgans. They wore, like, nice Abercrombie every day, which is, of course, the height of luxury when you and, grow Yeah, up. in 2000. And yeah, that in, is, in, like, yes. 2002, especially in, like, suburban area yeah. like I was. And what – but the, what the Morgans were also known for was having the prize show cows at the county fair every year. So, oh like, gosh. Th- like, this is – like, year after year, they would win top – like, best in show prizes at the county fair and then be, like, the cool – pretty rich kids in school so like that's what the sort of sociology of my town is like so i know these characters and those guys were for real that girl wouldn't have not because she would have thought it was gross or coarse but because she can talk the talk she can walk yeah. walk she doesn't need to talk the talk yeah she doesn't so, fucking need to yeah. yeah she doesn't she doesn't need to and she just wouldn't she wouldn't have like that she'd she'd get her ribs in of course but like that saucy blonde shit like swap and spit yeah, she's not folksy. Like, <laughs> nothing about the character. This isn't fucking Sarah Palin. Like, that's a line. And like, at best, that's a line you give to like, because it's funny. Like, a movie like this, if it's not Taylor Sheridan, who's not like Denis Villeneuve, but like, if you're like, this is the fanciest version of something that like is. This is a Gina Carano movie. Yeah, this is a Gina Carano starring vehicle, one hundred percent. This is like Heidi Moneymaker. This is Zoe Bell, like in a starring role kind of movie. But then Taylor Sheridan's got a bit of a pedigree behind him at this point. You you and you get Angelina signed on to start. Then you could get like, ooh, Nicholas Holt's going to be a, an assassin character, and Tyler Perry coming for this supporting role, and John Bernthal. You're a great you know supporting act. You get this ensemble cast that like ups the kind of star factor of this movie that like. The lines, certain lines that were just sort of, they fit of a piece in the kind of movie with kind of their corniness. Like, it all exists when its own kind of reality. But this movie actually is in a stratosphere above yeah. the kind of Gina Caron. And, like, you know, she is whack as hell. But, like, there is still a category of movie that is very appropriately Gina Carano. Where, like, a Michelle Rodriguez vehicle is, like, a cut Michelle above. Rod- is so- a cut above a Gina, Gina Carano vehicle because yeah. she's glossier and she's more famous and then uh, you go above obviously much higher above that because angel and julia is sort of one of our few yeah like movie stars that we still have left they just don't make them like they used to 
you don't put that bullshit line once this movie ascends to Angelina Jolie's status. Like, take that trash out. Yeah, no, if this had been said by Michelle Rodriguez, that would have worked. That would have made sense. It would have been like, it's yep, not that's because that it's mm-hmm. not because it was it, Angelina Jolie is unable to do it. It's because once the movie becomes the kind of movie that would yeah. have Angelina Jolie in it, it stops being a movie in which that dialogue makes sense. Yeah, the character has so much more depth and kind of you've created a a deeper ca- a character where we don't need we have cliff notes. She yeah. has given us those like as an actor, she's given us those cliff notes where we don't need that dialogue. Versus Michelle Rodriguez, where she's not going to give us the same. She's fantastic and I fucking love her but she's not going to give us that same level of depth that an Angelina Jolie is going to just by nature of the character of she, she's going to be just more straight up kind of like yeah. there's going to be sadness but she's going to be hard as nails like and that's yeah. going to be her kind of thing and there's also there- and at that point it's going to read as a false bravado yeah. from that character versus here where it was supposed to be this is how she talks and yeah because like, she's a cool chick versus like a Michelle Rodriguez where you're going to get a different level from that actor and you're going to get it's going to feel more like this is a character putting on a false bravado to get this kid on board with her yeah like and it's that a, works it would too, be a that false bravado worked. to cover her pain which yeah. as opposed to with Angelina Jolie just feels like a way her character is sort of no matter what and it's like actually I don't believe you yeah and like you have you have Michelle Rodriguez in this role and that character becomes a character who's coping by getting wasted at the local tavern every night and like mm-hmm. taking either a man or or a woman home and fucking the shit out of them. Whereas like the Angelina Jolie character like goes and like sads herself to sleep and then wakes up crying kind of thing. Like it's just different kinds of processing the same event, but it results in externalizing it differently. And they had an Angelina Jolie externalizing in a way that a different, a different kind of character read on this would have been. So it just doesn't sync up, but yeah, Yeah, no, I'm um, with you. But so, but Jordan, you know, I once mean, they have to, to also yeah. talk about another thing that doesn't sync up with this character, there is no world in which I believe that that character was wearing that bra to the, to the woods. <laughs> no, you're what that character that not wearing nothing, a sports bra is insane. Yeah, it, insane. That character she, would not guys, have been in a in a bra bra. Not a, without, mean, like that a is a nicer bra than bra. any of us have worn in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That was absurd. So she, okay, she tells the kid to turn around. She removes her shirt and she is wearing, I was you really guys. glad they didn't have the kid turn around and like sneak a peek. I, I was appreciated really that the child that they was respectful. Yeah, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. she, You guys, she's wearing a white lace demi cup. Was it fucking lace? It was fucking lace demi cup Demi cup bra. That was, um, that, I'm sorry, that character is wearing full coverage. That, ca- that the character is least. wearing, she has no running Water. She's wearing yeah. a sports bra. That was like that character. Helen not Hunt going was to wearing work. a Helen Hunt was wearing a sports bra and Twister. Right, right. Great moments in finding out what characters wear for undergarments. <laughs> Twister. And yeah, great if moments in. I like. She's wearing. I wore a fucking sports bra. I if I am traveling anywhere that I'm like I'm not gonna have regular access to laundry. I'm wearing a goddamn sports bra. If I'm gonna get dirty. I'm wearing a fucking sports bra. Yeah, if I'm We're not if, if I was out. wearing my if I was wearing my work boots, yeah. I'd be wearing a sports bra. If I'm gonna get on if I'm gonna get on my bike for 15 minutes in Los Angeles to go to the bank, I'm yeah. putting on a sports bra because that's active. And like I don't I like, hey, uh, the way I'm built, it's not comfortable for me to go in a less supportive garment. I no. I need a sports bra. I you a level up from that, even on me, Amanda. Angelina Jolie is not a is not does not have small breasts. And this character, this is absolutely not this person who's like 
Yeah. A fire. No. It, she Does she own bras? Maybe she wears a, a bra bra when she goes on a date. Otherwise, yeah. she has either a drawer with 40 sports bras or a one that she wears over and over again because she thinks extras are frivolous. That's yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing practical. Like that was wild. There's, You're there right. That was wild. She's not wash hand washing <clears throat> that in a goddamn river. I'm no, sorry. No. That is she's not doing that. And it's not white. Like, it's not a white lace bra. That is a black <laughs> lace bra because that white lace no, it when is she white. is I know, but like I'm saying, oh, if you're yeah. gonna if she's gonna be wearing a, a a lace bra, it's gonna be fucking black because that white lace in when she is walking through the goddamn I mean she had to that hike. Was a shocking bra. That she had to hike to get in to the cabin. We yeah. see her with a fucking pack on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it probably miles yeah. from wherever like the parking lot is. The chafing. Good lord. Yeah. No, that would be really, really uncomfortable. Like your backpack would like it would yeah. move around the cups and underwire weird. Because be your, she is yeah, somebody you would feel who that has underwire. to have an underwire in her bra. Like it just yeah. that was bizarre. It was the weirdest. That was one of those choice moments where I was like, how did did no one? I yeah. mean like it's a cute bra. Yeah, she looked great. I mean it she doesn't looks- linger on her either. So it's not like the moment's not taking its time. No. But it's like, what the shit is that? You're it's absolutely just, right. That is it was such a weird such a weird That's fucking you, moment. That is one of those like only a man could have made this movie. Like yeah. And, and, and like it really truly is just this is this is a it a, a height of absurdity. Yeah, no, if this had been directed by the director from last week, from Rogue. Yeah, MJ Bassett would have known better. MJ Bassett would have been like, where the fuck is that champion sports bra from Target? Yeah, somebody, here's here's, here's $12. Somebody go to the Ross and get me a sports bra. Yeah, if it it doesn't come in a pack, don't (laughs) bring it back. Don't bring it back, that's it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well, I I will. I got it. The the other thing. I mean, like, we haven't really talked about the disaster of it all. We haven't talked about the fire of it all. Yeah. I was. Did you struggle as much as I did with how not present it felt like the fire? Like we lived through a a catastrophic fire twister level of if you're not looking straight at the fire, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You and I have both lived now through one of the worst (laughs) fire seasons, both in California and in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that was I, I would I would venture to say that that was the worst wildfire experience in like recorded Oregon yeah. history. It absolutely was. And then in California, like that was probably the worst living in Los Angeles that I've ever lived through in terms of like how present mm-hmm. the everything, everything up to the coastal mountain yeah. range in the Willamette Valley, basically, was blanketed in smoke. Yeah. Like, for at least in the whole northern half of the state, between the coastal and Cascade Mountain ranges, there it was just smoke, and it was trapped in there. Like, once you, I went over the pass, and once I was on the coast, it was great. But, like, we didn't see the sun for three weeks. Yeah. And we couldn't see fire around us. But the smoke was ever fucking present. Like, it, you... And, like, I know the fire had, like, just started that day, so it does need to, like, it does need a bit to sort of, like, spread out and see. But, but like, as she she looks over, she's like, there's a fire, and it's a big one. <clears throat> we don't see ash falling yeah. for a while, and I think that would have started a little bit sooner, but it did take a, it did take a good day for ash to start coming down when the fire started back home in Oregon. But the fact that, like, once they were kicked up in earnest, we got, like... Half a day before mm-hmm. the sky was brown and there was a line open on the horizon of sky in the distance. But after that, like this sky would they were right next to the flames. And at a certain yeah. point, the wind does turn in their direction because it's all dependent on the wind. 
people are, there is not a tenor of emergency around this blaze that they say is 0% contained. Yeah. That you feel like you would expect. Yeah, it's just, and it's not present, and it is it is very much, like you said, like a fire twister situation, unless you are within 20 feet of it. Yeah. It's not there. It's not there. Uh, and there's like, it just like catches you by surprise. And again, you know, there was a, a little wildfire here in Malibu um, a couple right. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is just from growing up in Los Angeles. I looked outside and I looked at the way the light was. I knew it. No, I was yeah. driving. I was like on the tent. I was like, that's a yeah. fire sky. What's going on? Like, yeah, I you could, know you it. Could you could the light, the light changes. It becomes this weird golden light where you're just like, and it, it wasn't like, even like, it wasn't even like, it could, wasn't even necessarily discernible smoke. Yeah. It was just, there was a thin enough, there was a thin enough scrim of yeah. smoke obscuring the sun to where I was like, this feels weird. I think I got on Twitter and was like, What's with the fire sky, you guys? What's going on? Yeah, because it was because it, it was very early for there to be a fire happening in the yeah. light. Like yeah. that's the thing is that once it becomes like August, you see the sky the the light is different. You're just like, oh, okay, there's a fire somewhere. This is bad. Yeah, but yeah, that was the thing was that the, you know they they initially are hiking during. There's just given the way that fires work, and given how that is one of the few you know disasters that many of us are very accustomed to. Yeah. Where we can be like, no, that doesn't track. It was yeah, really hard for we me. We can actually attest to that. Yeah. Like when – so unfortunately, they do us dirty by one, not giving us more than one scene with John Barenthal and Angelina Jolie just smoldering yeah, against each other. That's that's true. Um, but then two, by having – well, no, they we do get that last scene with the two of them where right. like – but they don't really talk to each other and he definitely doesn't press his body against hers. And yeah, so it's a real bummer. he definitely doesn't do that. Yeah, it's just a real fucking bummer for everyone who wanted to project themselves mm-hmm. astrally onto the screen in that moment. <laughs> and um, he, but he gets, you know, shot through by the, by the yeah, assassins. Yeah, he's up in the once, fire tower. Yeah. He's like pretending they're not in there. Well, then they clock that he's actually talking to people inside. They've taken a high perch in a tree. They're firing into the, into the fire tower. He takes a couple through the back. Angelina and the boy run out. So he he's in a bad way. At this point, mind you, they have assaulted his wife. She has gotten away because of her amazing trick where she like has a fire. She has a bear mace can pointed into a fire. And they're like, you're pointing that the wrong direction. She's like, no, I'm not. She starts spraying it. The like aerosol expression catches fire and she turns it around and turns into a fucking flamethrower and like burns those guys alive. They live, but she gets away. She makes her way to the fire tower after an assassin encounter with Aiden Quinn where she is firing at him with like a a hunting rifle. rifle. Amazing exchange. Like they, and you know, where's my husband? He's back at the fire tower. Is he alive? I don't know. She, he goes for one last grasp of the gun. She shoots him dead, goes, finds her husband bleeding out in the fire tower. So they've come back together and they realize like, fuck nobody. Like he's like, you got to get out of here. All that matters. Like you got to save the baby. And she's like, I'm not leaving you. And besides nobody gets out of that. And it, we look out over the horizon and then the fire is starting moving their direction over the crest. So they're together. Uh, one assassin is down in Aiden. We have Angelina and the boy. They're running toward the fire. That's apparently their only option at this point. So yeah. they're running into the fire and she tells him, find the creek, go basically submerge yourself in it. And you're kind of like, why is she doing that? Like, is she, I was like, is she dying? And we don't know she's dying. But then we see Nicholas Holt's character come out of the shadows. Yeah. And it turns into a fucking showdown with them. And a, like, she's got a fire axe. He's got a gun. She gets a few shots in, but he is kicking her ass for the most part. And I did appreciate that while I wanted to see Angelina Jolie just kick somebody's ass, 
I like and that also she John can go hand to hand with him. Yeah. And like John Bernthal gets a whole bravado thing going. And you think he's going to like take down the assassins, but also these guys are trained killers and he is not. So they do put him on his, put him on his back and kind of neutralize him. And then Nicholas Holt beats the, like she's not trained to fight. And yes, women are at a physical disadvantage to me- like the fact that I was like, this actually feels quite realistic. Like yeah. if she didn't get an opportune shot, like in his neck and like fully incapacitate him, if he got a, if he got one good hit on her, he's going to have this, the severe advantage and he's gonna be able to beat her ass, which is what happens. So the boy comes out of the darkness and he's like, leave her alone. And then he's like, you know, you'll let her go if, if I come out and he's like, no, I won't, but she won't suffer. So that's when it like becomes a whole ruse. He's going to go kill the boy, tells him to turn around. Angelina comes out of nowhere, comes up from behind him, gets another shot in on him. Then she gets the fire axe in a few good times to really like put him down on the ground. And he's, he's totally neutralized. He's incapacitated. And he's like, just do it. Just kill me. And she's looking at him. She just goes, the fire will do it for me. And I don't love that line, but then I do love her just looking at him going, you can fucking suffer and just turning, turning heel and like, Oh shit. The wind has turned. The fire is coming rushing at them and they have got to get their ass to that Creek down below to like ride out the fire over the top of them. Yeah. And I enjoyed, enjoyed that whole sequence. I did definitely was like, I know why you Nicholas Holt, you are leaving her having been just brutally beaten with a weapon on the floor. Yeah. Like I understand why you're doing that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. plot requires it. Yeah. But you're not good at your job. No, you would have um, absolutely killed her. Yes. Like that you left you left a loose end real loose. Yeah. Um but fine, fine, whatever. Fine. Fine. And then we care. get the great we get a great running from the disaster yeah. moment. They as they the are running fire with- almost sentiently comes barreling at them. It's almost like you can it's almost like when you hear the growl in Twister. Yes. When the when the tornado gets close. It's almost it's almost like the fire is growling at them as they're the running. The fire is trying to eat them. Yeah. Like it is trying, it is hungry and it wants an Angelina snack. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot blame the fire. Yeah. And so they end up in it, they ride it out through like the perilous night. Um, the fire jumpers see the tower in the morning. They realize that there's like, there's, we got proof of life down in there. Like somebody's, somebody's alive. They get down there. The wife is okay. Sadly, John Bernthal is dead. But then we see over the, over the ridge in the distance comes Hannah and the boy. And there's, I, I enjoyed the moment where one us, she's like, you know, we looked at, we looked at right in the, you know, we stared at right in the eyes, like the, you know, the fire. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, what was it like? Because all these people are adrenaline junkies, I'm yeah. sure, in their own way. And she's like, it was beautiful. And the boy's like, it wasn't. I was like scared shitless. And it's like, yeah. thank God somebody said it. So appreciative that somebody was a real, because like that was not the moment to have the Helen Hunt twister. No. Like I have seen, I have seen my trauma and come out the other side. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> That is fucking horrifying. That's fucking horrifying. And then they get back to base camp. Um, they, they've notified the press. The press is arriving. And that's when we get the moment that we talked about earlier where it's the, you know, um, what's going to happen to me? Well, kid, I don't know. Yeah. And that throws us into our, in, in the most Taylor Sheridan way possible, um, we get we get this like very like slow country song it was yeah <laughs> it was I just mean, it like, was definitely was a it was weird credit song it was the kind of music that i listen to where it's just like sad people with a guitar sitting in a bar who have no 
other hobbies except for their guitar. I really felt in that moment the coalescing of Jill Gutowitz saying this is a very Republican movie. I was like, this is this is the most Republican moment in this movie to me, actually, is this song playing at the end. Well, what, was weird, to me, what was weird to me was that we ended, and this was like on a bigger level, my issue with the film as a whole is like on a from a an execution standpoint that mm-hmm. we ended with like the pan up. And then we see the heroes flying into the into the, with their helicopters into the fire, and yeah. I was like, "Why are we ending with them? Like, yeah, we have this has had nothing to do this whole time has had nothing to do with firefighters. Like, yeah, and and it's also had it's had barely anything to do with the fire. Yeah, like we know it's like it is a fire disaster. The fire is dictating their movements. There's the lightning. Like that yeah. is a fact. Like that it is. But like the, in the way that like they're constantly being licked by flames, it's not. And suddenly it's like about the fire being put out. It's like oh. Okay. No, that, like, I didn't care. I, yeah. I assume it'll get put out, but that's not a me problem. Like, <laughs> what we didn't, in those last moments, what we needed was Allison walking up and hugging Hannah and the boy. Right, yeah. We, we I never liked get, a, a little more, a moment for Allison. We needed a moment for Allison. We never get to say goodbye. Like, we see a moment where, like, when the, when the, they come and rescue her from the tower, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need a medevac. Like, and, and they're looking at John Bernthal. We need a medevac. Yeah. And she's like, take your time. And that's all we get is like confirmation that he's dead. Yeah. Which they did a great job of giving us a relationship I cared a lot about. I with did. A, I, a really, I really liked of time. them. Yeah. I liked their relationship. I loved the two of them together. We've been told now that she's a survivalist. So I was like, why the fuck has she not packed his wounds? Like, I know that there's got to be a first aid kit. There in has that. to be something there. Yeah. Like that she... I, not that I needed him to live, but I needed to see some effort. And when we see them in when she, when we see them in the morning, they're in exactly the same fucking positions they were in when we left them when he was. Yeah, they look out like the they just sort of passed out at a certain point wearing wearing masks in the night. Yeah, um, and then we don't get any follow up with her or of Hannah being like he's finding out he's like there's nothing, there's no finality to it. And we end with these helicopters, and I'm like, I don't know who's in those helicopters. I don't care who's in those helicopters. Yeah, they just kind of it just kind of cuts off. Yeah, and like you you could have saved you know, however, $50,000 on that special effect of 17 <laughs> helicopters if you had just given me four more seconds with Angelina. And Worth that was, it. that was my, Worth that was it. one of the things where I was like, this movie doesn't, doesn't know entirely. Like the first 30 minutes didn't know exactly how it wanted to be. And mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes didn't know exactly how it wanted to be. Yeah. And that was, that was real evident in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I definitely, that music choice was weird. It was like that was weird. It was like the Bono music at the. It was like the U two music at the end of was it Day After Tomorrow that has the. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, remember and they like yes, it was Day After Tomorrow because at the end they like zoom out or oh, oh no, it was um twenty twelve because at the end they zoom out to show the the new Earth and it's like then Bono <laughs> comes on. You're just like that is not. But there's something maximalist about, like, emotionally maximalist about Bono that at yeah. least is commensurate with like the aesthetic maximalism of. Yeah, it was just, but it was, it was not a fast, it was not a fast Bono. It was like a, it was (laughs) a very like moody, Coldplay-esque Bono. And it was in the same way with this. I was just like, this is like, I mean, I'm going to Google this song because it's my jam. It felt like one more thing to be like, look, guys, we're talking about the heartland. Like it was very much the heartland. Guys, we're talking about blue collar people. Like, like, it's like not Taylor. I know that's your whole deal. Like, I know that you, you do that. Like this, this. I wasn't under any illusion this movie was like for the libs. Like this is for real America. I understand that. Like this song right now. Yeah. All this this is the this is a beginning song when our characters are still sad, not an ending song when they've like triumphed. 
Exactly. And also, like, I do kind of feel as if, especially with a movie like this, the ending song kind of has to be a song that one of the characters would, at least one of the characters would listen to occasionally. Yeah, like, if this had ended, like, if this had ended with Sweet Home Alabama and we hear that familiar guitar lick, like, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, that was been like, oh, yeah, got it. Like, that would have made in the way that, in the way that, doesn't Volcano end with I Love L.A.? Yeah. Uh, and it, yes. And it's like the sweep of smoke coming out of Wilshire and fucking yes, like like Le- Mount Wilshire, yeah, like Eighth and Eighth and Wilshire, like it, it's Curson and Wilshire. That is that moment. That that is what I wanted. I wanted something yeah. that was almost like and with a sense of irony to it. Yeah, I want something that sends me out the door with a fist punch in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and not and not like, oh, I should go to a bar and find a sad man to make out with. Yeah, like that, <laughs> like, was, that was what the vibe of the ending credit song. It was went. too. It was too like earnest isn't wrong in that moment. Yeah. But it was too earnest in the wrong way. It was earnest in the wrong. It was sad. It was it was earnest in the sad earnest way, and it's like no, yeah. no one's sad and earnest anymore. We're we're past that. Yeah, she's what? looked at the fire, and the fire is beautiful. She's energized now. Give me some motley. Crew. Yeah, she's she's reborn. Yeah, she yeah. give me pour some sugar on me. Yeah, like she's she's out of her chrysalis now. But I feel like that should take us into. I think uh, it takes us into what, what this, this movie really, really about. about. Yeah. After a break for our sponsors. Yeah, our our dear beloved sponsor. Uh. Folks, do you love movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki might be the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us who go to the movies by themselves, to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Florence Pugh made marmalade. They even carry enamel pins of some of your favorite directors, like Hayao Miyazaki and Guillermo del Toro. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to your favorite movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly 100% water-based inks, and they ship using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code DISASTERDIVA. All caps, no spaces, Disaster Diva at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. Let's watch more movies. Let's watch more movies. Let's watch more movies. And let's hear about what this movie was really about. Jordan, I'm going to let you start. This movie, I feel like this movie really wanted to be about the real people in the, like, the geographic middle. Yeah. Um, But I feel like isn't, actually. Like, I, I feel like this movie... Like, I, I don't, I don't, I feel like I know more what it was trying to do than what it actually was. Like, because ultimately this movie is about watching Angelina Jolie do literally anything. This movie is about watching John Bernthal be, like, super hot. And wh- this movie is about wanting to see John Bernthal and Angelina Jolie become, like, a star pairing. But, like, I, I feel like this movie, and in the way that Tyler Sheridan's movies kind of, like, there almost seems to be like the returns on investments, diminishing returns of kind of Taylor Sheridan's aesthetic. And not because I, and like, I don't mean that in, I don't mean that in like the shitty way that it sounds, but just where's the punch? Like Sicario is like a pretty racist movie. Uh, It in hindsight is like, it's like, wow, that immediately didn't age well, did it Um, for the way it was celebrated. And like Latino film critics and film watchers at the times were like, this is kind of pretty fucked up. 
but the the way in which he was able to capture the imaginations of viewers in Hell and High Water and that movie, he seems to have. It's like the way S. Craig Zoller kind of makes his movies for like he's kind of decidedly like a Republican. He's a libertarian filmmaker. He's a libertarian filmmaker. And that can kind of get him saddled with this like, oh, he's like, you know, only like these movies are for Republicans. His movies are for conservative audiences. I think he would say his film, film work is more libertarian if he said anything at all, which he doesn't say much. Um, I feel like Taylor Sheridan is doing like the S. Craig Zoller thing, like the movies for the rest of us, but trying to do it in a more emotional like couched way whereas s craig zoller truly doesn't give a shit yeah if his movies don't appeal to the masses movies like brawl and cell block 99 or especially with dragged across concrete starring famous anti-semite uh mel gibson <laughs> he he's really just gonna make the movies that he wants to make if he can find the money to make them taylor sheridan seems like he's still going for that blockbuster thing yeah where if you it feel like if you want to like paint the portrait of an america the way that he does there needs to be a bit more grit and there needs to be a bit more edge. So I feel like this movie is ab- about like the core of like American ruggedness. It I feel like it's aspi- it's aspiring to be about the core of American ruggedness, but is actually a about being a DTV action movie that like to me is like great if Angelina Jolie wants to do like a Gerard Butler track in her not even a Liam Neeson if she wants to like a Gerard Butler track in her career where like she gets her own Mike Banning and like protects the president over and over again I would super fucking watch that yeah I I feel like for me this movie is about Taylor Sheridan maybe needing to like scale it down and find a lane that actually suits his sensibilities more and maybe just like operate Hollywood adjacent dude because operating Hollywood I feel like just kind of dulls the thing that you excel at yeah. And you you really you punched at your weight a couple of times. Like you really felt in your wheelhouse a couple of times. But I feel like now you're just kind of like trying to repeat this like blue collar flag waving formula. And like, just let us have a good time, man. Just let us have a good fucking time. How mad do you think he is every night? Do you think he wakes up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat that he never directed a season of Fargo or True Detective? Right. Oh God. The True Detective 100 yeah. percent He has to be so bummed that True Detective yeah, but he's did got not Yellowstone, go. Which is, oh yeah, Yellowstone. You know, he does have Yellowstone. The, and guess who loves Yellowstone? I my mean, mom. My mom is the exact my mom, sister, and her husband are the exact target audience for Taylor Sheridan stuff. I, and they fucking love it. I really, I every time that I remember Yellowstone exists, I'm like, why the fuck do I not watch that? That's just, it's Kevin Costner in a cowboy hat, and that feels like it's really designed specifically for me and my interests. I mean, I feel like Taylor Sheridan's kind of your guy then. Well, he the is, thing is Yellowstone in a cowboy hate, hat. Yeah, like I just hate everything else that comes with it, but aesthetically, I, I enjoy the aesthetic, I just don't enjoy most of the rest of the content. <laughs> yes. So what is this movie really about for you? Oh, you know, for me, this is a movie that's really about... Um, you know, the importance of taking care of your employees. You are so right. You know, I think that this is really, this is a movie, this is a workers' rights film. Mm. Um, you know, Angelina needed- Let the fire jumpers, they must be unionized. Are they, they unionized? Have, yeah. Like, how, they must be unionized. How do they not have, how does their union not have a better, like, def- healthcare system in place? Right. Um, providing the necessary, providing the necessary support Mm-hmm. For not just them physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that in general, the fire jumpers needed a, a stronger union, probably a better, <laughs> a better union rep who could step in and be like, "You are not going to put this person who did not pass their psyche val up in a tower mm-hmm. for several weeks alone." I know you're not going to be doing that, right? Yeah. And then also, like, 
the hitmen specifically are like, this was a job that needed two teams. And they decided to cut corners. You know what happened at the end? At the end, the hitmen died. It's a workplace safety issue, guys. It is. They were not properly staffed. And yeah. they weren't given the resources they needed to be safe on the job. Exactly. So really, this movie to me is ultimately about workplace safety. Um, you know, John Barenthal doesn't have the resources he needs. And look, I'm not one no, to say that we need I'm not one to say we need more cops, but in this situation, you know, he's been given the his brilliant, perfect wife Allison yes. gives their distress word, hungry, I would assume. Yeah. Or like sandwich or whatever. Yeah, I think he's hung- is the boy hungry? Does he is he hungry? Is he eating anything? Is he hungry? I'll make him something he's hungry. Yeah. And just like, God bless her for doing that. Yeah. Um, reminds me of when I was a child and I was like, we need distress words to my parents. And they're like, fine. Okay. Yeah. And, like, and they're, they're like, they're prepared enough people to know that we live in a, we live in a kind of open-ended circumstance here where there's yeah. going to be a safety word. Yeah. That if something happens and I suspect you are under duress and unable to communicate the truth in the middle of our Wyoming forest home, yeah. uh, you say the word hungry a lot of times. And I will come running. Yeah. But he also shows up with one squad car. Yeah. Like, I would they, say... They you know, surely if, don't have more. Yeah. They don't have, you know, they don't have what they need. Um, the sheriff, he's talked to his his presumably boss sheriff at one point, And the boss is... And he's like, yeah, so this is what's going on. And I think it's really bad. And the boss sheriff is like, meh, it doesn't sound so bad to me. Yeah. Again, workplace safety issues. Like, this is a movie about workplace safety. And... uh I mean, Angelina Jolie ends up in a situation where everything in her entire tower is fried. They have no backups. There's no yeah. off-site backup radio. No. Nope. Workplace safety, people. <laughs> this is also this is also a movie about the the masculine, the masculine dominating the feminine. Oh, yeah. And where, where like you have like they they so overtly like attempt to masculinize Hannah with like yeah. the silly fucking language about saucy blonde, but she's still and, a lady because she likes lacy things. Yeah, and cornhole, and yeah. she she triumphs as like the the masculine alternative, and even and even our like even our, our pregnant hero like takes on masculine attributes to survive. Like she is like they are the, they are both these characters who are like the divine blend of like the feminine pr- the mother protector over child like surrogate child in the form of this young boy for Angelina and you know in gestating child for 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 Allison yes gestating child for Allison but they are both like you know it's it's I was texting with a friend last I think it was it might have been Jill again um and she was like this movie is what every Republican woman says they are like it's what every Republican woman thinks they are and I there is a bit like there's you know where the the feminization of a mass of a masculine man like i'm not saying john bernthal's character is is feminine in this movie but he's like the guy who's like hey sheriff you should have a salad yeah and so like and he in a moment where he tries to fight back against these assassins like he gets put on his back and then he eventually doesn't make it and i don't think in it, this movie is taking a shot at john bernthal's character but we see ways in which a feminized character is brought down when it's like, oh, wow, that would have been one of our traditional heroes. But if only he wasn't a salad guy, maybe he could have, <laughs> maybe he could have fucking beat those dudes up. Yeah. If he'd eaten that. Well, then again, they do show that steak and that steak is filmed to look disgusting. <laughs> like the whole, that whole sequence was weird and unnecessary. And yeah. then you have like the little thing where his assistant is sitting behind him and is like, uh, sheriff, your wife just called and the sheriff's I don't even like, think that was, I think that was just a woman who works at the diner and that guy's okay. probably there every morning. And she's like, your wife's calling again. 
Yeah, I, whoever it was, and then he was like, which yeah. again, a weird would, little interlude. Yeah, but, a weird interlude. Like, do, your wife's calling. Would you like to talk to her? Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Of course he would. Why would he want to talk to his wife? Ew, wives, you know. Yeah, women and, are gross. And so it 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 tries to have both of like yeah. the celebration of like the women of the frontier and like the women who do it themselves, but also like let's condemn the old ball and chain and like, let's make fun of the girl who dates like the hipster guy. So yeah, there is definitely a promotion of the masculine in this movie to to it. At some points an almost comical level. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that we've solved what it's really about. Jordan, are you fantasy casting this one? I am. I there, I would never take Angelina Jolie out of anything. Right. So she, like she has to stay there. Um, and, uh, I, I love John Bernthal so much. I just wanted to be in this movie more. I really liked Allison. I like, I want, I want a different villain texture from the assassins. I'm just straight up bringing in like Brian Tyree Henry and Daniel Kaluuya from widows. Yeah, sure. And making them the assassins. Cause let's have them, let's have them be British. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Daniel Kaluuya get like, that character gets like 30 more minutes of time in this movie. We take out any ancillary stuff just to get him in more and get, have him be fucking terrifying and menacing for a, 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 a fight, a fighting movie in the woods where his character is just like, you, he can, you can even keep the line from like Aiden Gillen of him being like, God, I fucking hate this place. Yes. He can hate the place, but he's just going to be this evil motherfucker in it. And I want to see that. Yeah. No, I like that. I, it's a tough one. I If I were going to do anything, I would take a time machine and go back to like 2002, 2003. That makes sense. Keep Angelina. Yeah, sure. I absolutely love your your Gerard Butler. So I'm going to replace John Barenthal with Gerard Butler. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's who he would have been playing in early 2000s. Um, I mean, that's who he'd be playing right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, you know, the for the kid, like it's early 2000s. It's probably going to be like an Abigail Breslin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, and not by cast, not a choice I'm necessarily making, but it's just what it's going to be. Yeah, it's just, that's what it is. It is. And she's going to be precocious and it's going to be annoying, but that's going to be the vibe of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm definitely going to do that. And the rest of the parts moving around it, it's all sort of just like, I mean, this is going to end up, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to be happy about it, but this is going to be directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. spot on. Yeah. It's going to be a Clint Eastwood film. I don't know. He can fill in the rest. He can fill in the assassins. But like the main, the main thing is, the assassins I think can be Miles and Ansel. Oh yeah, we can take them in our teleporter. Yeah, the thing they is, can, I don't, yeah, they're coming they in our time machine. Yeah, and they can, so they we can, can be up against. Uh, yes, uh, have Angelina punching Miles in the face. I yeah. like that. But yeah, that's kind of how we're gonna teleport back in time to that. Like, I feel like maybe one of them would be James Spader. Oh God, cool. Like Aiden yeah. Gillum's character would become James Spader. People hate on Age of Ultron and let's hate on Joss Whedon constantly, but like I honestly am not mad at a movie that lets James Spader be a campy robot. Yeah. Like, there are no strings on me. Yes, give me James Spader saying that line over and fucking over again. That is truly what James Spader was engineered in a lab to do. Yeah, so. right. yeah great. But yeah, that's I guess how I would do it if like given the opportunity, but it it is this cast again, as we've said, it's a weird, it's a weird hodgepodge of truly like top of their like top of their fame actors yeah yeah so so what so what what does that mean for the towering infernos then oh god jordan i'm sorry i mean i god bless angelina jolie she's trying the most here but this is a two star for me that's fair like she is trying the most and Mm -hmm. if it 
and John Barenthal is trying like when he does have his little showdown with the two assassins. Mm-hmm. I was like, John Barenthal's having a great fucking time right there. Sure, In this yeah. scene, he is having fun. But now it's got to. I mean, it's two stars. This was not a satisfying disaster for me, and mm-hmm. this was not a satisfying not disaster for me. It's two and a half for me. Yeah. Um, Angelina Jolie, in my mind, she gets her own three stars. Yes. She 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 gives it all the she gives it whatever oomph it has, her and John on John Bernthal really. And again, I like the characters and things they're doing. Um, I think as as a whole, it really it's it, it's it's 2.5. And I feel sadness in my heart for saying that about anything with Angelina Jolie. But yeah. she he her she always a five star in my heart, five towering inferno. Um, so it's a 2.5 towering inferno for me. Um, yeah, just real middle of the road. And a movie like this can be more than middle of the road with these yeah. kind of resources and this kind of cast. So it should have it should have shot higher. That's agreed. I'm. It, it's tough, you know. You gotta. It, we can grade on the Angelina curve, but there's only so much that she yeah. can do. It, exactly as we've seen many times, she yeah. she will she will give you her all. But as a holistic um, outcome, there's only so much that can be done in certain circumstances. Sometimes it's just a, the tourist, you know. Yeah. So, that truly wow. Yeah. Whoa. So I guess that takes us to what we'll be watching next week. Yes, we're gonna downshift back to back to the the made for TV avenue, and we will be doing Descent, a uh, not a, the not the incredible survival horror movie that takes place in a series of caverns, but no, dis, just Descent, not the Descent from two thousand five. This is gonna be one starring Luke Perry. Luke Perry. We've got a Luke Perry starring vehicle. Um, also has Michael Dorn in it. When the world goes up in flames, they have nowhere to go but down. When cracks in the Earth's crust large enough to swallow a city block appear, a team of scientists must go deep into the Earth to find a way to stop the destruction. Obviously. Great. Let's do it. Let's go into the middle of the Earth. Will this be the core but not the core? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Let's find out together. And this is uh, viewable on uh, Roku, on Tubi, um, and then Amazon Prime Video as well. Super. So we can – this is hopefully a free one that we can catch on Tubi. And uh, Jordan? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. And you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Cruciola. Excellent. Jason, I know, is Jason Halftone, so he is not currently- uh, I'm right think- here. Oh, you are here. Okay. Hell Jason, yeah. where can we find you? Uh, when I'm not packing up my suitcase to to leave Utah and uh, forget about what happened there, uh, you can find <laughs> me at Jason Halftones on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find other podcasts at thatmightbecool.com. Perfect. And then you can find me, guys- Sad news, Amanda R. Tubbs has been retired. Oh, that's right. <sighs> no I know, more last week was our last 2B. Um, you can find me, I'm Amanda Smith Says on Twitter. So that's where I am, Amanda Smith Says. Um, and then, of course, we are Disaster Girls on Twitter. Uh, oh, wait, are we? Blip, blip, blip. Yeah, we're Disaster <laughs> underscore, wait. Disaster underscore we? pod on Twitter. Disaster, disaster, disaster underscore pod, pod on yes. Twitter. They, I had a moment. Disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. We're disastergirls on uh, Letterboxd. So find us on all the things. Play with us. Talk to us. Give us recommendations for movies. Somebody chimed in this last week with Deep Blue Sea, and it's like, yes, that is on the <laughs> list. Absolutely. Um, and then you guys rate and review us. Five stars, please. That is super helpful to us. Spread the word. Hell yeah. And we'll see y'all back next week for Descent. Let's all celebrate Luke Perry together. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. That might be cool.com.
you never know.